I need a refill. <laughs>back refillers my name is dylan fields thank you for tuning into another episode of refill and chill this is the marvel monday edition we are just gonna jump right in um we got a lot to talk about what the falcon is up with john walker um ending of episode four could not believe what had transpired um with john walker smashing the captain america shield you know into the head of that flag smasher member um holy cow that was the darkest thing I think I've ever seen in the MCU. I definitely was not expecting that, nor did I ever want to see all that blood and um, on the camera of, on the screen, on the camera, whatever of the MCU. They definitely pushed the boundary there. That's the first. I think that's the first time we've ever really seen like gory content. Um, and I guess the way I took that is that maybe that they're trying to really just push the boundaries of what can not what not not so much what can we get away with, but what can we really show without upsetting uh, families and upsetting just the viewers in general. Um, and it was an experiment, you know. We got some projects coming up in the future that might get a little darker. I mean, we've already been told that Deadpool three will be thrown into the MCU, and um, I, th- I believe. I believe it'll be rated R. I mean, that's just Deadpool itself, but that I think that's going to be the first rated R film in the MCU. So I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to see what they can get away with um, leading into these future films. They wanted to see if like families at home watching Falcon Winter Soldier with their kids are turning off the you know show or if they're not going to watch it again. Um, I guess more to come. We'll find out as we go. We still have one more episode, but aside from the John Walker saga of him just losing his mind, taking the serum, and then basically going in a rage against the government for stripping him of all his titles and sending him on to uh, dishonorable discharge, we've got Bucky uh, and Sam stealing, not really stealing, but reclaiming the shield. And uh, Sam is then to step up to the plate as the new Falcon. I'm sorry, as the new Captain America. Torres ends up becoming the new Falcon, or at least he was given the wings, the broken wings. Uh, So Torres is going to more than likely just fix up the wings and he'll be the next Falcon in the future, probably in like the Young Avengers as we move forward in the Phase 4, Phase 5 of the MCU but we see that Sam Wilson goes back to Isaiah Bradley in Baltimore to kind of get the truth um, of just what happened. And, you know, it's probably tough to talk about, but they did. And a lot of racial issues, you know, come to play. And we find out just a little bit more of why Isaiah Bradley wants to remain, you know, quote unquote, dead in the eyes of the media. He knows that it would be like within 24 hours of someone coming and putting a bullet through his head. Um, And honestly, it just, I think it opened Sam's eyes up a little more that, you know, America needed a black Captain America. And it was his duty to do what was right. And I'm all for it. I'm excited. I've never really liked 
the actor who plays uh, Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie. There's just something about him that just rubs me wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's just his cheesy dialogue from the past films. Um, perhaps that's why I also rated like Captain America and Winter Soldier so low on my rankings list. Um, you know, everybody asks why it was so low, and it's such an important film. But I don't know. Anthony Mackie is just the uh, the younger Walmart version of Will Smith in the 90s, and I don't know. I just have never been a huge fan of him. But uh, Bucky, man, Sebastian Stan, that is one of the best performances I've seen. Um, I mean, starting with the episode four intro when um, he's in Wakanda and – I think it was Io or Ao. I think that's how you pronounce her name. She basically sets him free of his Winter Soldier um, mind control, and just the like emotion behind his eyes on camera that was intense. I really, really, really like the character arc of Bucky and just where he has come from. Um, but episode five, we got a lot. We got a lot out of it. Um, everything from Sam Wilson going home to Louisiana and fixing his family boat with his sister and the help of Bucky to John Walker basically running off, doing his own thing now because he's basically sworn away from the government. Um, he was approached by a unfamiliar face in the MCU. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But in the end credit scene, if you missed it, John Walker is seen making his own shield, not vibranium more than likely because vibranium just isn't sitting around, but John Walker is creating his own shield because he is Captain America. And, uh, you know, it was always, it was never a thing that Steven Rogers was like, I am Captain America. You know, it was always just from Steve Rogers and he just took upon, you know, the weight on his shoulders that he ended up being Captain America and people respected him. They loved him. People don't respect or love John Walker. They probably liked him when he was a soldier more than this Captain America figure he has become. Uh, but John Walker is going crazy. He basically will not like accept the fact that it was not the person he killed who killed his buddy. I'm, I'm just, I really don't understand if he knows or not if it was um carly i mean i i know carly did it i thought he was standing right there i don't know i guess maybe he's just making it easier on himself when he had to go see um his buddies for uh family just telling him that it's over with you know i killed the person who killed him so he is more than likely just moving into his comic character as u.s agent um, the only problem with that I see is the government wants nothing to do with him right now, but maybe because they don't know that he has the soldier serum. So perhaps as they move forward with this and they find out that, hey, you ended up taking the super serum, we could probably utilize you. Um, but I, I really think he burnt that bridge with the U.S. government. So this MCU cameo Val she is probably recruiting him for the Thunderbolts, which I'm thinking we're going to get to see pretty soon in the MCU. I'm hoping that the fact that Thaddeus Ross is coming back for Black Widow, um, I'm hoping that that's like kind of his gateway back into uh, the future. Um, 
because all in all, the Thunderbolts were Thaddeus Ross's group. I know U.S. agent led it or was, you know, a major part of it. So we shall see. I'm really excited. Um, I'm thinking that from here, uh, I'm going to save this because I got I got to stew on it on where I think that the finale is going to go. But all right, you guys, I don't know if anyone, you know, follows a lot of like Marvel news on Twitter or anything, but I saw something today that I was really, really, really excited about. Um, I couldn't help but just like talk about it with my friends, but there was a tweet that went out that says Dr. Strange 2 reportedly filmed an outside door, (laughs) sorry, an outdoor scene featuring Wanda Maximoff's twins, Billy and Tommy earlier this week. So what I took away from that is we will see Billy and Tommy again, the ones who were in WandaVision, not an older set of twins yet, which um, in the future with the Young Avengers, we will see them if they end up, you know, throwing that into the MCU. Um, I mean, that's going to be years and years down the line, I think. We still have a lot of films to get through before we get to the Young Avengers. But anyways, I don't know. Going back to WandaVision and how it ended with um, Wanda basically reading the Darkhold and the Doctor Strange music playing, I'm. this is my prediction. And I'll keep it brief because, I mean, I still really don't know everything. But I think that Doctor Strange is going to show up because she is now, as she hears Billy and Tommy's voices, she's going to start jumping portal to portal of multiverses looking for her kids, trying to save them. And I truthfully think that Doctor Strange is going to show up and just be like, whoa, 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 Wanda. Like, you cannot just be jumping from multiverse to multiverse trying to make it your your own. Or you can't be saving Billy and Tommy because they don't belong in this universe. And, like, I don't think she's going to understand the consequences. So I think he's going to kind of become her... Uh, Jiminy Cricket, basically the voice of reason of like, step off the ledge. You know, it's going to be okay. Um, I mean, Wanda's been through so much. I mean, going into WandaVision, she lost her family and her brother and her husband. And (laughs) going out of WandaVision, she has lost her family, her brother, her husband twice, and her kids now, and a dog. So she might just be just as on edge as John Walker, but just without the super serum. Um, I don't know. I think, (laughs) I think Dr. Strange is going to just come in and be like, we cannot be doing this. So I can't wait to see what happens. I'm excited to see Billy and Tommy again. Those guys didn't get enough, um, screen time in my opinion. I mean, I know they're kids and it's kind of hard to get, um, kids like a lot of screen time because you got to think about it. Like if we're trying to see a young Avengers within the next, like just, 10 years maybe those kids might not grow up to be the on-screen pleasure that people are going to want to see you know what i mean like um i can't even i mean there's there's hundreds of child stars who were so successful like macaulay culkin let's just use him as him as an example um macaulay culkin was tremendous in home alone home alone 2 but he like very much fell off the map the radar of Hollywood as he got older. I mean, a lot of it probably had to do with the Michael Jackson scandal um, with the reports on, you know, Neverland, but we will see Macaulay Culkin appear in the new 
um, season of American Horror Story. But he is now, I think, 25 to, I think like 20 to 25 years older now. I mean, he's, he's got to be in his mid-30s at this point. Um, he actually just had a kid with Brenda Song, who was London Tipton in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. So shout out them. Congratulations. But back to my point, Macaulay Culkin also just grew up to not be as screen friendly, in my opinion, as he was as a kid. I mean, he was a cute kid, and then he grew up, and he kind of he's kind of scary looking. Um, probably why they're using him in American Horror Story because he's kind of scary. But my point is, with the twins, we don't know if they're going to grow up to be great actors or have great careers or even just be pretty for the screen. As blunt as that is, I don't know. Um, so I was really excited. I couldn't wait to share that with you guys. When we come back, we're going to dive into the three big gulps and we'll be back. I'm literally getting so antsy for like just what's to come. I mean, theaters are finally opening back up. I'm so excited about like Black Widow coming out. Um, I mean, I said that last time, but it's just like, you can't like understate and you can't understand, like, just, I don't know. I'm sure you can understand, but, like, I don't know. I just, I'm so excited. I cannot wait for just seeing Marvel films in the theaters again. Um, I mean, I was just already, like, planning with my family when we can go. Like, we're, we're going to try to go night one of Black Widow. Um, it's, like, the day before I leave for vacation, so I'm trying to make sure I fit it in because I don't want to miss it. Um, I mean, if I have to wait a, another couple of days, I will, but that's not the plan. The plan is we're going night one. I'm wearing my special Marvel t-shirt that I got for the theaters. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Um, but what I want to know is like, what's all your guys' take on like movie theaters? Do you just go to one that's convenient, like right by you? Or do you drive a little extra to go to a special one? Um, I mean, everything between AMC, Cinemark, your local one, Regal, you know, what's your favorite theater? I want to know. Um, I've always been a Regal guy. I like the Regal crown card. I like all the points and rewards. And I like that most of them started, you know, the whole recliner seat thing. Um, that is a big deal to me. I like being in comfort when I'm watching films. You know, I I used to love, um, like in Cleveland, we had the Tower City Theater, Emery and I went to a couple flicks there and we actually went one time. Um, actually I went with another friend this time, but we saw saw, we saw jigsaw and jigsaw was in this theater that was so long, like it felt long, but it was because it was just on one level. Whereas like when you go to Regal or AMC Cinemark, they're all like double decker, triple decker. Um, and I, I, I prefer that a little more. I feel like when you get into like an auditorium style theater, it's just not the same experience. But anywho, completely off track. I was just thinking about that because I love Regal Theaters and I'm excited to go back to the Crocker Park one as it just reopened. Um, there's a couple of movies I really want to see, but I'll probably dive back into that tomorrow on my actual episode. But oh yeah, tune in tomorrow, guys. You guys, I got this new segment called... Ooh. I don't even know what I'm going to call it yet. Be on the lookout for what I'm going to call this. But basically, I'm just going to start reviewing products, like things going on in my life that I like that are uh, cool marketing schemes. Like I just got this new pre-workout. I did a video on my Instagram. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the marketing for that. And 
What else? What else? What else? I think that's pretty much it going into tomorrow. I'm going to write up that storyboard tonight, get that recorded. Um, but anyways, let's just dive into the three big gulps. How will Falcon and Winter Soldier end? Um, the way it's moving right now, we're leading into the Flag Smashers invading New York. Uh, you know, there's part of me that thinks we're going to get a death. Like, a big death. Like, I'm I'm afraid to say it, but I think Bucky's going to die. I don't know. There's something bittersweet going on with Bucky um, finally, like, figuring out who he is. And when Sam offers him tough love, like, we're going to finally see him confront the old gentleman who he has lunch with, the one who he killed his son. Uh, Bucky is probably dreading this, but it's got to happen. He's going to have to talk to him. And I just don't know how that's going to go. I'm hoping that things aren't even worse. Like, I hope that they can still have a relationship, but... I hope he can. I hope that the gentleman can can he can forgive Bucky. Um, I think that would put his mind at ease because you know everybody else that he's crossed off his list. I don't know if he ever really felt at ease, but with Carly and the Flag Smashers coming to New York, I truthfully and I hate to say this, but I just see Sam and Bucky showing up, and I don't see Bucky making it out. I mean, I, I, I'm not big into the comics, so I don't know like what goes forward from here. But I know Sam Wilson as Captain America will follow this. I don't know the future of Bucky. I mean, Bucky's 100 and what, 107 years old, 105 years old, or something crazy like that. Don't be surprised if we get a big on-screen death of Bucky. It's kind of sad. I mean, I don't I don't even like talking about it, but that's how I think this is going to end. I think Carly will be stopped. I mean, that's just a given. But I don't think Bucky's going to make it out. I wish there was bigger cameos as well. I mean, I know they kind of threw Val in there and they didn't explain, but that's like always going to happen. I mean, we've had that in every cameo leading up to this point. Um, you know, you have to wait for the next film or the next TV show now, but... Uh, I was expecting a little more out of this cameo, but I was the same way with WandaVision. And, you know, I read something today that said, like, I hope that Marvel isn't discouraged from stepping out and, you know, making it a little more creative than just having, like, Iron Man show up or, you know, just, like, recycled characters. And I agree. I'm really excited that, like, we're expanding the universe and we're getting new characters but please understand when I say this, they overhype it so much that, like, when they say, um, I, I think it was taken out of context, but when they said that there was going to be a Luke Skywalker level cameo in WandaVision, I genuinely thought, like, we were going to get somebody so big. And it ended up just being like a hoax. It was just white vision. <laughs> so. To have this, like, not leak so much, but to have this uh, little tip that there was going to be a huge cameo in episode five and it just be Val, like, nobody really knew Val. Um, it's kind of disappointing, but 
that goes right into my second big gulp, who is Val. Now, her name was something crazy. Um, <laughs> Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. You can just call me Val. No, wait. Don't even call me Val. Val. <laughs> She's portrayed by Julia Louise de... Or Dreyfus. Sorry, I butchered that. I never really understood like the fascination with Seinfeld. But other people will say the same thing about The Office. And I love The Office, so hop off. But... She had a big, 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 big um, role in Seinfeld. She, um, I mean, she, that's like pretty much her whole career. Everybody knows her from that. But um, anywho, uh, Val plays as the love interest of Nick Fury. That is something I never thought we'd see. So if that's true going forward if they use that storyline – I'm actually interested because Nick Fury just seems so closed off. The only time I've ever really seen emotion from him is when he was younger in Captain Marvel. Um, and I wonder if they'll even like kind of like draw back to some hints that might have been mentioned in the past from Nick Fury. Like just some like some of his lines that might lead to Val. I mean, we already know, you know, the last time I trusted somebody, you know, I lost my eye. That was just flirting. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to get, hopefully we're going to get some Nick Fury, Val, like, tension. I don't know. Um, she's also a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who was then named Madam Hydra. So are we going to get some Hydra in this finale? I don't know if they're really going to throw in Hydra with the last episode. I mean, again, it goes back to, do we see a season two coming from this? Just like WandaVision. I don't think so. I think that these shows are just like long ass movies that just lead into the next, you know, project in Marvel. Um, but maybe there's going to be a future Captain America, maybe a Captain America four, you know, it's going to be uh, Sam Wilson. And I mean, it's not obviously even been in the talks, but I think that if Kevin Feige is pushed enough, he might just do it. Um, that would surprise a lot of people. It'd make a lot of people happy too. Um, but I really just want to know where Steve Rogers is. You know, he mentioned to Bucky at the end of this last episode, Steve's gone. But like, what does that mean, Essay? I mean, is he like dead? We never really got a funeral. Nobody knows that he's really dead. Um, he's just gone. So where is he? Is he in space? Is he is he with the scrolls? Um <clears throat> I don't know. But Val, I'm excited to see where we go with her. I think that I've heard she was supposed to be in Black Widow. And I don't know if this is true, but I heard that Black Widow was pushed back so much so that it would give the Falcon and Winter Soldier time to introduce her so then she could be uh, played and, like, actually, like, people understand who she is in Black Widow. But Black Widow, I don't know. I just, I'm still so confused on when that timeline actually is. I know it says it's between whatever and Infinity War, but... Part of me just thinks that this is not 
that close to her death in Endgame. So, I don't know. We'll find out. I'm excited to see what they do with Val. But what's my favorite moment thus far in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I've got a couple moments, but... Ooh, I think my favorite moment ever so far was just... Okay, I, I do have to do my top three in no order. Top three, no order, Dancing Zemo. That was a hilarious meme. Um, you know, being that in Civil War, Zemo was the villain. And that he killed uh, T'Chaka. That was tough. But you grow to like him in this series because he's mysterious. You don't know if he's really you know, on their side, or if he's going to be a secret villain, or, you know, just, I, 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 I liked Zemo, I ended up liking him, so, with that being said, Dancing Zemo was just hilarious, and <laughs> I liked the nightclub scene, that was funny, but I loved the, uh, opening scene of episode four, when Bucky was in Wakanda, I love the Black Panther, the Black Panther, if I remember, the Black Panther was my number three movie in the entire MCU. Wakanda forever. <laughs> so seeing Bucky get so emotional about being free, like that was incredible. That was so cool to see on screen. So cool to just witness. Like I got goosebumps when I was watching it. Um, and then my third favorite moment in, in this series was when Bucky was going to shoot Zemo. And then he has an empty chamber and he drops all the bullets. That was so fulfilling because he essentially, that's what he would have done. He would not have hesitated pulling the trigger on Zemo. But rule number two, don't hurt nobody. And I mean, Wakanda deserved Zemo more than Bucky did. So that's it, you guys. Thank you for watching and well, listening to another episode of Marvel Monday, Refill and Chill. It's been so much fun. Um, I cannot wait for the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm actually going to probably go into a slight Marvel depression for the next few weeks because we won't have anything, I think, until, until June. Oh, my gosh. We're not going to have anything until Loki, I think. But that's okay because for any of you who are fans of Star Wars... We will be getting Star Wars Saturday because on May the 4th, may the 4th be with you, we have the Bad Batch reappearing, and they got their own show now coming to Disney+. Plus. So we will be doing weekly dives into the Bad Batch. So we will get to expand our universe of refill and chill, and we will now have Star Wars Saturday. So if you're excited about that, let me know. Um, head over to iTunes, leave a review for Refill and Chill. They always help uh, get me some exposure. And if you haven't already, head over to my Instagram at DTF Nation. Give me a follow. Check out my latest um, reel. I just reviewed this Fat Lab Fire pre-workout. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on the podcast. Um, just give me a view, give me a comment, give me a like, whatever. Don't care. I kind of care. But before we close... Happy birthday, Emery Hollapeter, one of my biggest followers and uh, listeners. And happy birthday to Blake Brumfield, one of my brothers from another mother. Two members of the Four Bucks. Shout out Dame and Adio as well. 
You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Chill out, dickwad.